0: Welcome in everybody to the Philly Experience Podcast My name is Max Gretzula Joined by Tanner the entire hood, coming off of a major victory for the Philadelphia Eagles. Something they haven't experienced, no pun intended with the experience part, by the way, uh, that they haven't experienced since, what was that, T, week one? Against Man, the Atlanta Falcons. So two and three on the season. It was a gutsy performance. Definitely some weaknesses that we want to get into. Some positives to take away. I know, Tanner, a great call with the defense. Specifically, big play. So, yeah, I want to start with that.
1: Yeah, um, th- what we were saying last week was – that we needed to see something out of Darius Slay. I mean, this guy's Twitter handle, Big Play Slay, I haven't really been able to see any of that since he's been an Eagle. We talked about last season where he's consistently being injured, taken off the field, and although he was on the field the first, what, four games um, this season, now we haven't really been able to see any highlights from him, but now this game, after um, I believe his wife had a baby. Yep. Um, Congratulations, the game, by the way. And he gets two interceptions of his own, and and those are those were actual interceptions too. Oh, yeah. I was saying, I oh, didn't want to see one? any deflections off a helmet falling into his hands. No, he went up and got those. T, uh for you mentioning,
0: of course, that that sneak peek video that we saw on the Field Experience podcast, you had some words that you wanted to get off your chest, but you held it inside until spit today. Out, so T. now, now it's the time to spit it out for the audience. Looking, no, at, the
2: listening. reality was I didn't have any words oh, wow. because I I, I literally wow. went through a, we lost wow. followers, we lost followers, <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, like I, I literally didn't have any words to say in that moment Click because, date. like, it, it was it was an emotional roller coaster like game, and the fact that they came back. And the way that they did was, first off, it was incredible. It was awesome. It was, it was, it showed guts. And I think that's the one thing you could take. That's the really the only thing I can really take away from in this game is the fact that this team showed guts. This team showed that they're not going to give up. They're not going to just roll over for once. And, you know, they're going to compete. And I can respect the hell out of that. Jalen Hurts, say what you want. He didn't have his best game, but say what you want. But he pretty much led that comeback. And that's one um, that's one trait of a quarter, of a franchise quarterback that can't be overlooked is the fact that you know while everything was looking you know down and everything was looking you know real depressing he was still rallying his team and you know what we're going to get into the strategies a little bit as well but the one thing that he started to do that started to become a real game changer is that he didn't become a pocket quarterback like. I feel like this offense and this coaching staff is trying to force him to be. He started running the football with his legs. He started, you know, throwing on the run, especially that Devontae Smith, you know, two-point conversion. That was a throw that was on the run. And even his touchdown was a zone read play that nobody accounted for him, and he was able to spring into the end zone. So, you know... It, We'll get into the strategies in a minute because that's really what I, really I, I want to get into. But all around, it was a hell of a game, man. It, I'm so proud of Big Play
1: Slay. Um, I'm going to have to disagree because the game part, because that was an awful game for me personally. I thought it was an awful game. I thought it was just lucky that the Eagles were able to find themselves in that fourth quarter. Um, two Jalen Hurts touchdowns is what put them over. But that game was, although in the beginning it started off interesting because you have the Carolina Panthers, who were a good team um, in the beginning of the season. Now they're starting to decline. However, uh, because Christian McCaffrey is out. Yes. But this was not a good game for the Eagles. I thought that they, since they were playing catch-up most of the game, I mean, going into halftime, it's 15-6. to 6. Jake Elliott's the best player on this team at that point um some could say it's still true but a win's a win I guess you could say but for me I'm not I'm not counting this as a win if I if I'm coach Sirianni I'm going in and I'm practicing as if this team just lost because that's not an acceptable play and that's not going to get you far farther especially the schedule you got the bucks coming up on Thursday too um, there's no shot that this team beats the Bucks the way they played against the Carolina Panthers. You know, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think to
0: start with, I want to I want to mention one play first, and that was I think earlier on in the game they were on the, the Eagles. I mean, were on the, the two or three yard line. You had the crisscross pattern play. Of course, Greg yep. Ward gets the penalty. We'll talk about and, it and. Yep. Um, it, it's a little ridiculous, today with These penalties are just getting out of control, especially in the red zone, especially on scoring plays. We saw a ton of stuff get called back. Three touchdowns called back against the Chiefs last or two weeks ago. Excuse me, This one gets called back this past week due to penalty on Greg Ward with that pass interference pick play. Uh, stuff like that
1: just can't happen. Don't forget the Alex Singleton boneheaded play. Um, I, I believe that was, what was it, a personal foul?
2: Yep, it was a personal, personal foul
1: out because he I don't know the player but he just railed into the guy helmet to helmet guy was already down yeah just have to put your hand on him and let me mention this also you have Christian
0: McCaffrey out the best player on the field went healthy no doubt J.C. Horn broken foot out for the year Stephon Gilmore recently acquired he didn't play so there's a lot of key players for the Panthers that were out in this one um, a couple more. I think uh, there's another safety that I can't think of his name off it's the top ridiculous. of my head. Starting safety that didn't play as well for the Panthers. So when you look big picture here, yeah, it's a win. But there's a lot of negatives that went into this game. And again, it's luck. It's more luck than not. This story for me on the day was Sam Darnold who reverted back to his Jets days with his play on the football field. I mean, he looked like a legitimate threat with his legs the first couple weeks. I think he has three or four rushing touchdowns, maybe five rushing touchdowns. I'm not 100% sure. But then comes into this one, throws three interceptions against a team, by the way, in the Eagles that had one interception through their first four games of the season. And now he throws three, big play slay with two of them. Uh, It was an impressive uh, performance from the defense overall for me.
2: The reality is, and I'm going to start from the beginning with you guys. Uh, the, the reality is, you know, these penalties, I hate to say this, but I, I think I really do think that this coaching staff, one, because they're young, this is the reason why I'm going to say this, but this coaching staff is really inept. This coaching staff is inexperienced, and this coaching staff really don't know how to correct these mistakes. As a matter of fact, I'm hearing um, from a couple of people that when they practice, and it's a penalty in practice, they don't stop and correct it. And they better fix that because that's the main issue. That's the reason why these penalties are being committed. Greg Ward, that was an obvious pass interference. That was so obvious. It's the, the reason why this keeps happening week in and week out is because this is what's being taught in practice at the end of the day. These things are the things that are being practiced. These are the things that, you know, they are allowing to happen in practice. And when you allow things to happen in practice, then guess what? Those things are going to happen and they're going to um, transcend to... The um, it, to the gridiron, and that's that's basically it. These this team is an undisciplined team because they're not being coached to be a disciplined team, and it needs to be fixed because eventually, at the end of the day, there's going to come a game. I can almost guarantee it. There is going to come a game this season that these penalties are going to cost this team. It's it's gonna happen. It's already and happened. It, yeah. Yeah. Well, no. The yeah. You know what? In certain ways, it has happened, but. It's going to be a penalty that happens, that's going to negate a touchdown or something, right at the last minute of a game. I can I can almost guarantee it this season with the way this team
0: plays. Well, it's starting to add up with with the penalties. Of course, it's still a major problem, but let's. But on talk- to
2: uh, well, real quick, on to Alex Singleton. That was just a dumbass Stupid. play. It was
1: DJ Moore, and he put him. He gave himself up already. Alex Sing- Singleton just comes in and. Spears the guy, basically. Now yeah, you, I, I think DJ Moore
0: was a pest all day, and they just wanted to give him a reminder, like, I'll, I'll hurt you if you nah. piss me when off. When he catches the ball, it's hit so him. That's when you Did That's it? when you provide the punishment. So. You, you don't, don't so? wait. You don't do a cheap shot like that. That's, I think that you know. I think he was just getting under their skin with all of his catches and whatnot. He's had a great start to the season. I think he really pissed off the, the defense because it couldn't stop him. And they were like, you know what? I'll just take a dirty cheap shot here because you're pissing me off. Yeah,
2: well, Derek Barnett's been pissing me off all season long. You don't see me hauling off and slapping him, no.
0: No, that's that's fair, but see the uh, opposing offensive line is not going to do that because they're going to say, "Hey, okay, keep being a dumbass. Uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to hit you in the head for it. Just keep being a dumbass."
2: Like that, that's the frustrating part. This team keeps shooting itself in, in its ass. Like it, it's frustrating. Like, no, I'm sorry, but you got to think sometimes.
1: Max, I is think you're just... trying to give this team too much credit. I, I don't think that that DJ. You Morrow think they're really just knows. dumbasses? I, they, yeah, they just make stupid mistakes that cost this team field position. And now, thankfully, the defense was able to perform in this game. Oh man, um, this was the the Panthers lost this game. The Eagles did. did not win. They the did. Panthers lost it. There yep. were so many opportunities where the Panthers just ended up punting the ball away. Um, turnover after turnover. Did the Panthers score in the in the second half? Uh, oh yeah, they had. Did, they, they scored did. in the fourth quarter. I mean, yeah, they did. They they scored in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. I believe they did. Um, must have been a – I think it was a field goal. Yeah, it was a field goal. Actually, and shout out, Matt Amendola went to North Penn High School. So did Brandon McManus. (sighs) Um, So my high school produces NFL kickers, just for the record here. Yeah, but the – Just kickers, though? That's that's embarrassing. I'm just saying. uh, How how many NFL players did your school produce? Let's move on. Okay. Um, Anyway, (laughs) so the defense was able to step up, as I was saying – Unfortunately, talk about Hargrave a little bit. I mean, this guy was a monster. The offense couldn't match the energy really until the fourth quarter. But we're talking about the first blocked punt since the Eagles' Super Bowl season in 2017. That was clutch. Big special teams play.
0: Let's talk about Fletcher Cox for a second. What are your thoughts on what you saw from him? Anything any improvements? Anything different in this in this Improved Fletcher Cox? Sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, it's a heck of an improvement. As a matter of fact, it's a I I He was MIA. It was, uh, I, he was missing in action. I I didn't know where the hell he was. Right. But seriously, for him to get a, a, some stats and the doggone stats, geez, yeah. Jesus, man. it's about damn
0: time. Thank you, LeBron. I agree. It was about
2: damn time. About damn time, uh, uh, Fletcher Cox showed up. It was. I was. Thoroughly impressed.
0: Yeah, the defense definitely was able to get pressure. The linebacking core is still suspect, but that's going to be a problem. That's going to happen yeah, all season long. For From a defensive standpoint, Tender, you go back to the interceptions, that's just something they're going to have to do if they're going to win, want to win a close football no game. They're the, going to need to turn the football over. But
2: the issue is this defensive line is going to have to step up, and this defensive have, line is going They've to have to. to yeah.
0: they, this is just the one game where they have, though. The
2: other games, they've been pushed at, well, pushed Gray's around at the line of scrimmage. Hargrave's been your only guy yeah. on that defensive line yeah. that's been putting consistent pressure. Everybody else really hasn't been stepping up to I the agree. plate.
0: Hell, even Ryan Kerrigan showed up. Yep, Go Damn. figure. I agree with you. I think it's going to need to continue. It's only one game against their uh, decent opponent. I'm not going to say they're a great yeah, opponent. I was about to say,
2: yeah. Decent, this is a
0: game yeah. where, where, again, our Temple guy, Robbie Anderson, really struggled again. Two catches for 30 yards. Late in the ballgame, it looks like they were trying to target him that last – Stretch of of action down the in the fourth quarter, and mm-hmm. I think that last that's throw what led to the punt. Yeah,
1: led A former Temple Al incomplete pass, and then Sean yep. Bradley, a former Temple Al, recovered. Yes. The punt.
0: Yes, exactly, and I think one of the big things going forward as we as we talk about Tampa Bay, two days, you know, it's literally like what fifty hours, fifty one hours Pretty away much. from now, something like that. Pretty much. Uh, when you talk about a team that just looks like they're an unstoppable force right now, and yeah. you can you only you only really you can hang your hat on one thing, and that's what did the Los Angeles Rams do to Tom Brady and that offense to just be able to force them to not look like themselves. It looks like they weren't able to run a football in that week three matchup in LA. Leonard Fournette was a non-factor. Ronald Jones was a non-factor. It looked like they were getting a lot of pressure on Brady and not getting him or not allowing him to get those easy throws. And I'm not saying the Eagles have the talent to do that, but they're going to have to try some sort of strategy.
2: Well, one of the things is, well, first off, um, big shout out to Jonathan Gannon for, Gannon for stepping up his defensive call plays All right, against the Carolina Panthers. He, played, he called a hell of a game. I'll give him credit for that. However... There was a couple of weeks ago he said something that was real questionable um, in one of his um, uh, press conferences that was really, that really raised my eyebrow. One of the things he said was he doesn't play a dime defense. Now, for those of you that don't know what a dime defense is, that's six defensive backs. So I shut don't. up. Put, put your hand down. I answered the question. So six DBs means that a defensive back replaces a linebacker on the field. And for me that's questionable because – you know, if you go up against an empty set with four wide right receivers and a uh, right, then the right receivers automatically going to be lined up against a linebacker. That's stupid. That's an asinine strategy to have. And guess what? You better change your strategy coming into this game against uh, Tampa Bay because they got a hell of a lot of receivers, and they're talking about Gronk coming back. You better figure some some shit out. they better be a it better be a bomb ass strategy going in uh, t- against Tampa Bay. Do I think they're going to win? Hell no. But damn it, you better be. You better be competitive. I, I think, know that much. I
1: think this game is going to go the same way the Chiefs game did. I mean, mm-hmm. if, I'm, if I'm being honest, the obviously you I don't think – do you think
0: the Eagles can score 30 against Tampa Bay? Well, the I mean, defense is – the defense is sorry. The
1: secondary is injured.
0: It is. So – And Winfield Jr. might be coming back for this one if he can clear concussion well, protocol. That would be just great. <laughs> um, so there would be no 30
1: points coming from the Eagles side, but I think that they can get at least three in there in the end zone. Um, probably four. One of them is going to get called back. But <laughs> I think that they're going to keep it. They're, they're going to – and let's hope they show some impressive play in the first half of the game, at least. You know how they do with better teams. Um, I'd like to see them hang on more, though. I don't want to see a drop-off in the fourth quarter where the, where the Buccaneers are just getting three in the end zone and fans are walking out with 14 minutes left in the game. Um, I, I want to see – because – You can't go in expecting a win, but I want to see them keeping it competitive, the Eagles. And the reason that that Patriots game was so close was because they obviously... They know Brady. They know Tom Brady. And the first half of that game, he was stunned that they were, they were shutting him down the way they were. Even but in the figured second it out, half. of course, because he's the greatest quarterback.
2: Yeah, that's true. But even in the second half, you know, he did kind of recover a little bit, but they still had his number. They they know all of his, uh, you know, ins and outs. And yeah. I think they really need to look at that tape and, and see what the hell the Patriots did to Tom Brady yeah. to frustrate him. because that's Nelson. really the only way you're going to be able to stop him.
1: Right. Nelson and Darius Slay, now they have a taste of the interceptions and they're hungry for more, hopefully. I
0: was about to say, I hope um, it becomes a habit. Yeah. Let's go back to the rushing attack here real fast, will you? I mean. What Kenny rushing Gainwell, attack? Well, yeah, that's what we're going to get into, the non-existent <laughs> rushing attack. And listen, Kenny Gainwell, three touches, two rushes, one catch for Kenny Gainwell. He's better than Miles Sanders. All right, I'm going to sta- staple that right now on the top yeah. of this roof deck. The better running back, the cheaper running back on moving forward is going to be Kenny Gainwell. And the fact that he's just a better pass catcher and he's not – listen, Miles Sanders, five catches for six yards. Yeah. Kenny Gainwell gets more well, yards. Also, Kenny here's, Gainwell gets more yards I'm not going to get
2: – uh, Real quick, I'm not going to get um, Miles Sanders back because he, he didn't have a good game. But in the beginning of that game, they threw a whole lot of bubble screens and screen I plays. Right, and they, blown that, they, got, right, blown and they yeah. got blown up from the beginning yeah. because the Carolina Panthers seen it. Yeah. So on that, that on yeah. that note, different that was,
1: scenarios for these running backs. Right.
2: right. So on that note, that was on the offensive coaching. You can't put that on Miles Sanders. Now the dumbass about, about, about
0: the dumbass play, Miles Sanders. Made?
2: Now, yeah, I was just about to get to that. The dumbassery <laughs> towards the end of the, the of bounce, game, yeah. going out of bounds, he got benched for that. <laughs> yeah. You can't. Come on, Miles. My, I have no idea what the hell you're Myles, you Miles, you can't Two plays do, in a row. Y- yeah, yeah. You dumbass. You yeah. can't do that, man. You got to be smarter than that. Matter of fact, didn't he against the Giants? He slid at the end of the game. That big run, he slid to keep the ball in bounds. I don't know what the hell is going through Miles saying his mind at this point.
1: I think that obviously he knows that his sort of – job on this team is I mean it's lackluster Um, and he wants to make big plays and he wants to get those yards and I think he was maybe being a little selfish about it at the end of the game but you have to know you stay in bounds if you want to be on a team that wins games you have to stay in bounds when when you need to run the clock down Is this rushing attack moving forward going to continue to kind of be
0: what we've seen, you know, Jalen Hurts continue to get, you know, 9, 10, 11 rushes a game, maybe a rushing touchdown or two. I mean, is he, is is it because what we've seen from Hurts, is is the rushing attack the way it's been because that's just how the game script, how the game plan's going with Hurts getting involved a lot with his legs. Maybe it's not designed, but some of it can be. And it's just Miles Sanders isn't going to ever get 15 to 20 carries. Again, is to, how
2: it is. I was about to say, Max, I don't know what games you've been watching these last couple of weeks, but there has been no run game whatsoever right. from the running backs or the Hertz, quarterback. That's not just Hurts. Is it going to change? Hertz, it needs to change. I don't know if it's going to change, but it needs to change. Okay. As, as we talked about, as I just talked about, um, towards the end of the game, when Hertz started using his legs right. and became a whole lot more effective, you know, Moving the offense down the field. I think those are the things that need to start being implemented and they need to happen. Hurts is not a pocket quarterback, and this coaching staff is trying to make him one. I understand you're trying to protect him by keeping him in the pocket, but the reality is that's not how Jalen Hurts is built. All right. Look at Seattle. All right, look how look, look what they do to Russell Wilson before his injury. All right. Russell Russell Wilson is basically the focal point of that offense because of his ability to run. Nasty hell injury. Look, Nasty. yeah, it is. Hell, look at the Baltimore Ravens. And what the hell they've done with Lamar Jackson, how much of an action
0: Jackson,
2: they leaned on him. They leaned on his running game in the beginning of his career. But now look what look, look at the, the wonders that it's done with him as a passer. That game Monday night against the Colts, over 420 yeah. yards throwing in Let the air.
0: Let me you real quick, Mark Andrews, you are, I, I will buy you a car one day. <laughs> for what you buy did. buy himself a car. For what I'm you here did. to
2: tell you right now,
0: we don't care. See, yeah, hold on now. <laughs> people do care because it's fantasy fantasy purposes the people want to worship my team. Uh, <laughs> Andrews, over 100 yards receiving last night, two tutties, two, two, two-point two conversion attempts. And? And he scored. He got both of them. How does that in. help the Eagles? He, thank you. Well, just let, let me finish. Let me finish. It may not help the Eagles. You're but not going to win the
1: fantasy league either. Just let me
0: enjoy it, all right? Three and two record right now. I'm staying sturdy.
1: Oh
2: Whatever. my gosh. This $100 guy. Buy-in.
0: Yes. Anyway, my right point
2: anyway, my point <laughs> is this offense needs to be focused around Jalen Hurts' running ability because he, he's a better thrower outside of the pocket and on the run. He's he's more effective when he uses his legs to stretch the uh opposing defenses. And in turn that also opens up the running lanes for the running backs as well because the defense has to account for Jalen Hurts as a runner. This um this offensive coaching staff is really, you know, hampering this offense just because of the fact that they're holding Jalen Hurts back.
0: Yeah, see, I'm not going to say you have optimism right now, but I, I do like the points you're making. I will say this to the people watching right now. If you have a Buccaneer on your fantasy roster, insert him into the starting lineup
1: Thursday night. I mean, well.
0: Antonio yeah. Brown, Chris Godwin, Mike
1: Evans. Right. Fournette, Tom That's Brady. That's fair to say. I mean, on points of projection, they had the same thing going for the Carolina Panthers starters. Yep. Um, DJ Moore, there. Robbie Anderson I mean DJ Moore had a game yeah, but did. Robbie Anderson Robbie was Anderson supposed to have a breakout week right. this week, or yeah. last week but uh, on terms of your last question Max about limiting maybe Jalen Hurts I think, I think no, don't limit him if he sees a spot opening if he sees uh, 10 or 15 even yards in front of him I say take it why limit him, if he can make a play on the ground, why not if there's if there's no open receivers and you know he, he really needs to get those throws down um, because overthrowing and underthrowing passes consistently, and Randy's do every day. That's not going to make for a good successful quarterback in the NFL.
0: Let's go to the
1: predictions real quick. Do we all predict correct or incorrect? We all I believe we all lost this week. Max and I is perfect schedule prediction. Well, yeah, we ended. Yeah,
2: you said that we all said this was going to be a loss against the Panthers. We, we all know, we said
0: all that. Lost. Yep, yeah. I got to go back and check. Yeah. Tanner,
2: yeah. Went, Tanner said that last week on last yeah. week's show that we all, all had this it as Maxinized a loss. Max
0: and I's
1: streak ends oh. at
0: four. God, that's tough. All right. Well, hey, listen, I want to mention Jalen Hurts because we're talking big picture here. We mentioned him all on the podcast throughout the offseason. We have five games under our belt. What about an assessment? I'm, are you guys gonna finally join my side about this guy not being the franchise quarterback of this team moving forward? Are nope. you no? Are you finally no. gonna? Are you no. still disagreeing with me?
2: Yeah, I'm still disagreeing. You, you're still crazy as hell. Because <laughs> first off, it's only been five games, and two.
0: I like it once again. Five games. This four. That's nine starts. today. I understand He's not that a baby anymore. He's getting up there. He's still. A, <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Either right? way, you're saying three games. And okay, it's five games. Now it's nine. Ga- I mean, okay, Max. Stop, here's, okay, first off,
2: Max. First off, Max. Here's the thing. Yes, I'm still going to say the amount of starts to in. win, to win. Yes, to win till about sixteen, yes. seventeen games okay. because that's a full that's a full season for a rookie or right. for anybody. Right. That's first and foremost. Secondly, I just went through a whole list describing how this offense and the way it's built is completely debilitating and slowing down Jalen Hurts. Make run I... him.
0: I tend to disagree. I think he's missed a lot of open receivers. His accuracy has been very poor.
2: I'm not. I'm not debating that. Very Max. poor. His I'm not debating that, Max. But you work with what you have, and you develop that over time. In the meantime, you build up confidence in a young quarterback by playing to his strengths. And playing to his strengths does not mean keeping him in the pocket and forcing him. To play uh, to to be a pocket quarterback. That's the the reality is that's not who he is. If you want the pocket quarterback, you should have drafted someone in this pat in this past year's draft. Because the reality is that's not that's not Jalen Hurts.
0: It wasn't Carson Wentz, and it's not Jalen Hurts. Here's what I, here's my point. That I'm going to make every time for the past couple of weeks we've come on this podcast and we say Jalen Hurts didn't have his best game, but Jalen Hurts didn't have his best game. But I mean, is Jalen Hurts ever going to have like wow? That's the that's the reason he Jalen Hurts had a
2: good game against the Chiefs. He had a good game against the Chiefs. That So you can get that out your head right now. Okay. The Chiefs and the he, Falcons, he, he, he had he a good game. Put,
0: he had a good game.
2: So there's only two questionable games that he had, and that was San Francisco, and that was, well, against three you, questionable games. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah okay. you can say that. Wait a but, second.
1: There's been a development. Oh. I looked back at the schedule predictions, and Max and I are still perfect. Really? <laughs> I mean, T, you got the win right too. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, uh yep. Yeah. It's an ego boost right there. Ego boost. All
0: right. Awesome. All right. Yeah. He had to and, check and just to make sure. And this yep. is what I'm saying, too, because if you look at the schedule, how we predicted, they've won the games they're supposed to win. They beat the Falcons and the Panthers. Those are two games we, we predicted they were going to win. They should have won the games. Correct. And they lost to a better team, the Cowboys. They lost to a better team, the Niners. And and they lost to a better team the Chiefs. Uh, with the Chiefs. Yeah, so now we're going to play Tampa Bay a game they should lose. But, again, this goes back to what we talked about later in the season. That's when these wins are going to start racking up. Yeah. The, the Jets, the Lions, the Giants twice who lost their starting
1: running back and their starting quarterback in the same game. You know what, I'm nervous about going against a team like the Lions who are defeated, um, not one win, because I, it flashes me back to that Dolphins game. You guys remember two seasons ago? Yes. Yeah, I remember that, that Dolphins. That Parker. Yeah, don't remind yeah. me. That was brutal. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Max, when you mentioned the um, the second half kind of of the schedule or the the, the real middle part, um, those are strong games the Eagles need to have. Um, to, just to – they're going against – bad opponents that they really need to execute stay on plan and really show what you have as a team these are games that give you an opportunity to to really test things out
2: I agree with you I agree with the both of you these are these are games that you you know you survive this onslaught that we predicted in the beginning of this season for this team now you're reaching the point of the season where now let's see what this team is can can this team at least bare minimum, be a middle-of-the-pack team? Can they beat the teams that they're supposed to beat? Can they beat the lowly Jets? Can they beat the winless Lions? These are teams where, listen, you you still ain't that damn good. That's first and foremost. Let's get this out your head right now. We're not piping up the Philadelphia Eagles by any means necessary. You ain't that damn good this year. So, with all that being said... I don't care if you up 30 to nothing against these teams. You keep scoring and scoring and scoring. Send a damn message. The same thing you did against the Atlanta Falcons. Do not let up. You're not that damn good to just start relaxing. You're a young team that need to learn.
1: You know what? I'm looking towards this Raiders schedule, and with the recent news of John Gruden resigning, and we can get into that a little yeah, later. We, yeah, we will. Yeah. Um, this is a team without a, a head coach now, their main head coach. I don't know who's going to step up yet. Uh, I don't know if there's been really uh, – yeah, they, they said the special the, teams the, the, coach. Yeah, special yes, teams yes, coach internal. is stepping up. Yep. That's still um, – now the Eagles won't play them this week, but no. next week they still might be figuring things out, and the Eagles might be able to – I mean, that, it's such a better team. You'll be will the be there. I, I will be there in Vegas. Wow, you're going to Vegas? Yes, sir. I'm mad jealous. And, and, yeah, I'm thinking maybe the Raiders are going to be trying to figure stuff out. Um, now they're still going to have all the same players. Um, but, you know, that, that that sort of weighs on a team. Uh, your head coach has to leave. I assume it's, it, he probably had no time. To say goodbye to the team. I don't think Does don't the team know.
0: even care, though? Yeah, right. Does the right. team
1: even care after seeing those question, emails? Right. Yeah. That Here, was and here's another thing. Because emails. you yeah. have,
0: and it's, it's crazy because that no, no doubt that affected them on Sunday. They played a lowly Bears who, you know, couldn't hit a broadside broad of a barn, uh, you know what I'm saying, with the, with the football and Justin Fields or whoever's at quarterback, if they chucking the football, they wouldn't be yep. able to hit that. But then all of a sudden, the Raiders look like a team that was scoring, you know, 20 to 30 points a game. They scored, what did they score, nine? Yep. And, and the Bears, who who couldn't break into the double digits most weeks, they finally scored, like,
1: 20-plus. Yeah, how do you think I feel? I you know? played the uh, Raiders' so, defense advantage. And, 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 and,
0: and the Raiders were home, too. That's our thing. Yeah. So there's, there's <laughs> without a doubt, that affected them. And I agree
1: with you, Tanner. If the Bears point. can go to Vegas and beat the Raiders, why can't the Eagles? I agree. This is true I as agree well.
2: I, I agree with everything that you guys are saying. But, um, you know, as – us being closer to the Philadelphia Eagles and things of that nature, you're, you guys make an excellent argument. I'm just not putting anything past this team because we've seen this team shot themselves in the foot against the San Francisco 49ers yeah. with the with the the penalties and yeah. the play, the play calling. I the agree coaching. with what you said too. So I think, you, I
0: think you're making good points. And, and another thing is where you tell the you tell the viewers who are who are listening and watching. That just make just remember we're not a good team right now. Right, just beat the teams you're supposed to beat, and, and yeah. you're gonna lose to like Buccaneers, Super Bowl champs. Like you're gonna lose the game. I'm sorry, right. you're gonna lose it. But beat, just keep grinding, keep progressing. And beat, this is why but,
1: this is why the fans at home need to watch our score prediction because we do have a loss for all three of us have a loss this week against the Buccaneers, yeah. and all three of us have a win against the Raiders. Okay, ah, uh, really? That'll
0: be that'll be a
2: nice thing. I don't think game. we I don't think we predicted John Gruden getting fired though. I definitely <laughs> well, it might help <laughs> our cause. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, it. all I'm saying is, and I understand that we're looking ahead. You know, as fans, we can do that. This team doesn't need to look ahead. You need to take it one game, at a, one game at a time. And at the end of the day, do your damn job. At the end of the day, do your job. You ain't that damn good to be lazy against these teams. Take every game and be serious about it. Approach it with the same approach that you did against Atlanta. Take it with the same approach that you did against Carolina. Don't play with these teams. Well, we'll be This ba- is still the NFL.
0: And, again, see, and listen, we'll be back on Tuesday. So it's going to be a little bit of a break after the Eagles to, to wrap wrap up and, and get a recap of the, of the Birds-Bucks game. But it's going to be a fun one. Tanner will be there. I should be there as well. Um, before we move on to talk about Ben Simmons, I want to give you guys the floor to mention any final thoughts you want to mention about
1: the Eagles in our upcoming game against the Buccaneers.
2: Oh, we're going to get our asses kicked. That's the only yeah. thing it's I can say. It's going to be
1: typical Eagles you know, keeping it close. And I hope – that they changed it up and don't let it get too out of hand at the end. But I'm expecting a loss. But I'm going to say the Eagles are only going to lose by Six. 17. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. All right. So, how about a final score prediction for you?
2: Oh, man. there. Unfortunately, I got a feeling that – I still don't have that much confidence in his defense or Jonathan Gannon, for that matter. There's too many weapons. All right, if Jonathan Gannon is going to go out on a limb and be too damn stubborn to not implement a dime package defense against this dynamite of an offense, Tampa Bay Bucks, then I'm sorry. He's going to get scored 40-plus points again, and I'm going to come on, and I'm going to bitch and moan about it. So they're going to score 40-plus points on us, and we may score maybe 17, 20-something points. You but know, that's my prediction. Right.
1: You know what? I mean, I'm going to change it up since I'm going to be there. I don't want to see a 17-point uh, difference in the game. I'm going to give 10.
2: That's only because but you're man, going to be there. What about a
1: score? A score? 30-20? to 17-27. I don't know. <laughs>
0: I'm going to go out here and say the Eagles are going to score 23 points. And I think the Buccaneers are going to score 37. Mm. Three
2: 37, points. 37-23. So three points shy of 40. Yes. Okay.
0: All right. We'll see what happens. We'll be here with you guys recapping it next week. But uh, we have to transition and talk about one of the the biggest disappointments in Philadelphia sports (laughs) history. And that is Ben Simmons. So I want to give Tanner the floor because I know he's got this whole story covered. He's got the whole story covered. He's got the whole story covered. He's been on top of it talking about Ben Simmons, knows all the stuff about Ben Simmons coming back yesterday. Just just give the viewers a rundown. So um,
1: last night the Sixers played the Nets in a preseason game. Um, And during that game, it was said that Ben Simmons did fly into Philadelphia, got his COVID test, came back negative, and he looks to train with the team and practice with the team. Now, here's my thought. I don't think Ben Simmons is going to step on that court in Philadelphia and play a a game. Practice court, okay. Okay. But I don't think – I mean, the Wells Fargo, there was F. F. Ben Simmons' chance in the – what was it, the third – and I don't think he's going to do that. I mean, he would, this, this is a guy that was afraid to go train, thinking that there was going to be mobs of people booing him when he walked in. He sold his apartment. He sold his house. He was in L.A., and he flew back. I don't understand. Is he noticing there's really no sort of advantage for his team now to work on a trade? He said he has no problem going to the Sacramento Kings next day. Um, I'm coming back to Philadelphia.
2: So here's the thing: um, from what I've from what I've gathered, and the uh, the reports that I've that I've um, read, apparently, Rich Paul and Clutch Sports convinced Ben. And they're trying to tell Ben it's in his best interest that he returns to the Philadelphia yeah, seventy six. The reality is this, and I think he's only lost one million dollars so far. Right, but if being he out. didn't
1: play the season like he said he was wasn't going to only he one million dollars. Yeah,
2: well yeah. I wish I could
1: say only one million dollars.
2: I think all of us could say Selling I wish could, his uh, only apartment only at the Ritz
1: Carlton for three point two, I believe.
2: But the reality is he doesn't have any damn value. Where is that, Center City? Yeah, it was yeah. in Center City. In Center City and I think he had a place in Jersey if I'm not okay. mistaken. Okay. But he doesn't have any damn trade value. The team can't move him if nobody wants him. The reality is everybody, the the NBA knows who Ben Simmons is. He's a guy who's a hell of a defender who can finish at the rim but can't shoot the ball worth a damn. Who wants that?
1: Because the reality is, the what Pacers, the Kings. I mean, there's plenty of teams. Yeah, but those.
2: Yeah, but those are teams that are developing. Those are teams that are struggling. And the reality is, if you, if any team wants to trade for Ben Simmons, they have to build that team around Ben Simmons. That means if you're going to put Ben Simmons at the one, two through five, better be shooters. Your bench better be full of shooters. That's the only way Ben Simmons is going to be affected. My
0: thoughts about all this, T. I I think the the player for me at this point is going out the window. It's more about the person and the mental side of things. We know what his game is. We know where he's at. We know what he can and what he can't do. We see the videos in the gym. That won't translate to the floor <laughs> for me or to the NBA floor. For me, it's all about the person element, about the mentality. It's it's He's not doing anything that Rich Paul isn't telling him what to do. That I agree. Sense. I agree. He's not doing anything Rich Paul isn't saying. that. So if Rich Paul says – do this, Ben Simmons
1: is going to do it. But so, if Rich so, Paul is like, telling
2: him to, to bring your ass to Philadelphia and you need to play a couple of games, there's a reason. Because you had no damn trade yeah, value.
1: And don't get mistaken, the Sixers are looking for for trade partners for Ben Simmons still. I mean, just four days ago, the now things could be different because Ben comes back. But I doubt it. I, I think they're still looking to move him from yeah. the Sixers. Four days ago, 76ers asked the Portland Trailblazers for three first-rounders and three pick swaps as part of a potential package for Ben Simmons.
2: Yeah, nobody's giving that up.
1: It's unclear uh, the players that they would acquire from I think Portland. The, but... Well,
2: from that from that trade, I, the rumor have it it was C.J. McCollum. But at the end of the day, I'm sorry, but no team is going to give that up. I don't care. And listen, first-round draft picks don't even have the same value as players do. In the NBA, but nobody's going to trade that for Ben Simmons because the reality is Ben Simmons is who he is. And until he develops in some way, shape, form or fashion, not to mention the fact that, Max, you are absolutely correct. in what you just said, the mental aspect, how he behaved this entire situation. I've been on record of saying that both sides have handled this absolutely horribly because they should have traded Ben Simmons at the trade deadline. If you really wanted to trade him this past season, they should have did it then, but they waited. You are absolutely correct. Teams are looking at Ben Simmons and his attitude and the way he behaved this entire situation. What team really wants
1: that? Remember that there was – we were out here saying we shouldn't trade Ben Simmons for James Harden. Remember that? Yeah, we did say that. We All of us went
2: on the limit. I said that, yeah. and I'm not a Ben Simmons not guy. Not
1: our best take. Not our best no. take. But
0: I will say one thing here. I think at this point, as this continues to drag on and on and our opinions come and go, at this point for me you got to just get him out of the city you got to trade him and get him whatever you can get you got to get and hopefully it's something decent hopefully it's a Malcolm Brogdon hopefully it's a Karis LeVert i know people don't want to hear it but for me with his mentality his weak his weak mindset his just con- his continuation of just not be being able to improve his game and get better and not, like, mentally wanting. It's the want, to. It's like he just doesn't want to get better. It feels like he'll, he does what he wants to do. He wants to live the high life. He wants the money. He wants the fame, all that stuff. But when you talk about a guy that's afraid to dunk Shaq's, in a playoff game.
2: Shaq said it best. He's, he said he's a good basketball player, but... It's a spe- It takes a special not, type of effort to be a great.
0: And he's not going to get to that ceiling if he doesn't continue to improve. But and what do you guys think? Are are you still saying you you want?
1: You're not getting rid of him if as long as you get something good back. As, at this point, you got to get rid of him. Uh, I now, you, of course, you want something good back. But Ben Simmons playing in Philadelphia, to me, that's just not realistic. I don't see him stepping foot on the court uh, now, no matter what these rumors say and what he's going to do. Ben Simmons. If he was worried about mobs showing up, as we mentioned, at the training facilities and stuff like that booing him, how is he going to step on the court? Period. Uh, in the NBA, whether it's I mean against the Sixers, is he just going to take those games off when the Sixers? My stomach when, hurts when yeah when that when his team shows up in Philadelphia or when they're playing the Sixers. Without a doubt, I mean there was. Like I was saying, the Ben Simmons chance in the Wells Fargo last night are still happening. You go to the AEW Wrestling on, on campus here, F. Ben Simmons chance there. Everywhere you go, and I know he's seeing these videos, but still he flies back because you know why? Money. Money, when, see. People were saying right. he didn't care about money. Obviously, he cares about money. He's right.
2: I went to the WWE event, and they were chanting F.
0: Ben Simmons. I could see it right now. He's upper, too fragile. Upper respiratory infection. Ben Simmons out tonight. Kings, Sixers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's not right playing tonight. I'll of tell you one not. thing, too. It's not even going to be on the coach. The coach is not going to be like, hey, you know, this is the day. I guarantee the ben, coach is going to be told from the higher-ups, all right, you can't play Ben Simmons. Here's my,
2: here's my take on the reason why Ben Simmons needs to go. And the reality is the team overall, the team, his teammates don't even want him no more. You can't go out as Joel Embiid and say the things that he said to the media and expect – uh, oh, a warm welcome back for Ben Simmons They That's reached not out happen.
0: to him Joe, I was like, hey, I'll come out yeah, to you, bro I'll fly across the no, country No, stay there like how yeah. are you and then what are you supposed to do? You're gonna be a fan Oh just no, no, come, no. No, no, no. I'm saying what are you gonna what are you supposed to do if you're a Joella Beat? Beats? You're supposed to just accept that hey, buddy, oh, no. what's up? You know? No. There's gonna be some hot water there, and, and we're and we're talking about grown men. This isn't high school stuff where we're like, you know what, and let bygones be Joella bygones. Too. We're talking about yeah, an MVP candidate should have been the MVP, in my opinion. Yeah. But we're talking about an MVP caliber player and, and, and another guy who thinks he should be an MVP caliber player, butting heads, and it's just People just need to be real, and sometimes they take it too far. But that's what it's got to be these days with America right now. Like, oh, Max, I agree with you. Guys just got to be athletes; just have to be real with one another. And it's you can't just go and let him in the facility and everything's cool. Like you got to talk it out like grown yes. men.
2: Oh, Max, I agree with you. Like, you get you get an argument for me on that one, but I'm just saying from the standpoint of the teammates, Ben Simmons is not going to be welcome back you in that locker room. It's you know going to be very awkward.
1: You know what I say? If if Ben Simmons is a completely different person, he's stronger um, and, and not as fragile and over Mr. the course Soft, of two weeks as yes, he is. He should play for the 76ers. Now, obviously, you're going to get backlash. People are going to be yelling at you. But as soon as you start producing on that court once again, the fans are going to start. You know how Philadelphia oh, is. Oh, Without a doubt. We're going to forgive him and be like, He's hey, got to get, get through get, that the, through the that first two weeks, and yes. he's got to put up numbers. He's got, he's got to shoot, shoot the ball. The ball. He's got yes. to, if he shoots the ball, T., It was making newspaper headlines when he shot his first 3-T. Imagine if he starts making those threes, which I don't know how he would have been working on that. It feels like he wasn't really doing anything in this time off from the Sixers. But if he starts producing, the Sixers do well. They make the playoffs. They get a little farther this season. All right, they don't win the finals. Ben Simmons can then say, all right, now I want out. Right. And so he screws the Sixers. I just need – But there's more – there's more trade partners. Right.
2: I just need Ben Simmons' mindset to be of Giannis's. Giannis well, a, is take, not. Take take a, take no, talk, no, 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 no. Hear talk, me talk, out. Talk. Hear me out in the way talk. I say this. Please let me finish. Giannis will shoot the damn ball regardless if it airballs or not. He will go back and continue to shoot it. That's the mindset I need Ben Simmons to have. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, you. if you want to match his work ethic, be my guest. I'll, you, no clear, you clearly what? don't. But be my guest. But I need the mentality of, oh, shit, I just airballed the, um, airballed the free throw. You know what? I'm going to be aggressive again. I'm going to get this call again. And I'm going to sh- go back and I'm going to yeah. shoot five, three, right. fr- five free throws in a row. That's the mindset I need to
1: have. And the Sixers are familiar with this. You go to AI. He overstayed his welcome in the first half because of some, you know, PR things. Um, he just wasn't doing it as much. Goes to the Nuggets. He still loved the 76ers still has love for him to this day um yeah he wants to be a part of the team i don't know um, why it hasn't happened and decisions yeah what what's 11 years since yeah, he retired yeah i know i like, hear you he comes back kisses the logo on the 76ers floor Um, As a nugget, I mean, he just loved the team, even though the fan base just wasn't with him those last two seasons. It was, you know, it it had to do with his rap album that he had out and stuff like that. But uh, off-the-court issues. Yeah, and now you're comparing a a great player against a guy who thinks he's a great player, um, who, albeit rookie of the year, all-star, first-team defense.
2: But that's the thing, though. I'm not just – I need him to have that mindset. Right. Yes, Giannis is a great player, but that's because of his mindset as well. I need Ben Simmons' mindset to change. I don't care what he has to do. Whether he has to uh, see a psychiatrist, I don't know. No. I don't see, know. That's
0: a but thing. This is he a, needs to change his mentality proof, and his approach. What proof have we seen from and him
1: we're asking that asking too much. Do any of this stuff? We're asking far too much. He should be doing this as soon as these rumors came out. Actually, before these rumors came out. Before I agree he with you. Leave. Uh, because if we're being honest, it's his fault. It's, it's it's his fault that he he put himself in this position I agree. in the media with the fans. I agree. Not taking that easy layup. I agree. Um, but, I mean, I understand how harsh the Philadelphia media can be, the fans especially. But he is a basketball He gets played to play a sport that he loves playing. And I, as soon as he gets back and focuses on that, I think he's going to be a much better player.
0: Let me just put a bow on this and put this in perspective for you guys. Twenty twenty, Ben Simmons all star. Twenty twenty, Trey Young not an all star.
2: Mm, that says something. It's a popularity contest at the end of the day. Trey Young was not an all star, but also also factor this in. Atlanta was not a very good team in the beginning of the season. They did end up getting themselves together. Um, I agree with you. under their interim coach. So yes. put that into perspective as well when you when you state that. Just Nate
0: McMillan, great coach, yes. got the full-time gig after the season was over, deserved it, well-deserved for him, great coach. Uh, much better than Doc Rivers, in my opinion, actually. Uh, I'm not going to go that far. Um, well, I mean, we'll see this year because it's going be, to be another battle. And the I know way Doc difficult.
1: Rivers handled this Ben Simmons situation, I have to see him actually show something on the court this season.
2: I, I still say that the team is telling Doc what to say because I think Doc spit out his true feelings after that Game 7 loss. And that, that is team, also a possibility. And that the team went back and said, hey, listen, Doc, you listen, we're trying to trade can't this guy. We that. can't have you saying no shit like that.
0: But Nate McMillan took a team that was in the toilet and took him to the Eastern this Conference. This is true.
2: Halls. This is absolutely true. The thing with the Atlanta Hawks is I think that they weren't a bad team. They had the talent,
0: obviously. Yeah. You just needed the right coach and the right voice. I agree. And I think Doc Rivers is still living off that 2008 championship. ring. With with Kevin Garnett and all those guys,
2: I think any coach that can take a Ben Simmons and turn and still develop that team and turn them into a first seed in the Eastern Conference, well, let's be and honest players, here, Joy. players like Doc Rivers. Yes. Don't get me
1: wrong. Last night at the game, Kevin Durant, middle of the game actually, um, went over to Doc Rivers, dapped him up, gave him huh. a hug. Um, there is still respect for Doc Rivers in the league, obviously. Of course, but I think the way that his coaching performance went last season. He needs to show I agree about. with you. That's what I I'm agree.
0: putting under a I'm not talking about the person, I'm not talking about the off the court stuff, I'm not okay. talking about the leadership skills. I'm talking about the the record, the performance of the team. Because okay. it's gonna fall on the coach's shoulders. So we'll see what happens uh coming up this season. Was two weeks away, less than two weeks yep. away? Yep. Uh I wanna let say one last thing here. Mm. Maybe maybe give me thirty seconds to a minute. The Philadelphia Flyers season starts uh, tomorrow. Here, night, we here we go. Here we go. Philadelphia Flyers season starts tomorrow night. And I just want to say this to the, to the people watching, the viewers out there, the Philadelphia Flyer fans that may tune in or may not tune in. They'll tune in during the playoffs. Let's just <laughs> give this team a chance this year. We say it every year, but this year, new faces. You know, it's just going to be it's, – it's just a breath of fresh air for a, a Flyer team that's starting a new season. You're coming off the Sixers turmoil situation. The Eagles aren't going anywhere this year. The Phillies, another loss after 10 years in a row. Let's see if we can give the Flyers a shot this year. What do you guys think?
1: Uh, I'm for it. Uh, can I'm, the Flyers get into the playoffs T- this year? Maybe it's going to take a little more of convincing. Yeah, yeah, 82 gonna, games, yeah, T. I'm not
0: saying – listen, and I'm not saying you have to tune in for 82 games. Hell, I'm not even saying you need to tune in for 41 games, a half of them. I'm just saying whenever you got some free time, it, hey, it's a Thursday night, they're playing the Florida Panthers, blah, blah, blah. Maybe tune in, just maybe learn a player, maybe learn a few names. See. see if Nobody you can. cares about hockey, max! All right, well, then just turn shut off. <laughs> But
2: no, in all no, in all seriousness, I'll, I'll watch a couple of games. In all seriousness, now, real quick, because we do have a couple of minutes, and we kind of we're going to address this. You know, I guess with very carefully this John Gruden situation that we kind of uh, alluded to and talked about a little earlier. The reality is this: um, I, I read the New York Times article um, this morning, and I see and I saw some of the things that were being said in John Gruden's emails. And I'm not going to get into, you know, how far this investigation goes, what they're really investigating. I'm not investigating. I'm not really going to get into all that. All I'm going to say is this people, uh, teenagers, if you happen to be listening to this, uh, be please be careful what you put on social media. Please be careful what you say in emails, what you how you interact with people, because this is a clear and obvious example of how it can come back and bite you in the ass. And that's the reality. Now, John Gruden said um, in, his in his post-conference after the loss this week that you know he's not a racist. I have to take it. I have to take that for you know. I have to take take that as the truth because it, it's. I don't know him personally, so I'm going to take it as the truth and that he's not really racist and that he just slipped up. Although he he did say some very derogatory things in his emails. So, all I'm going to like I said, you. <sighs>
0: It's not just race, Tate. No, it's not just race. Homophobic remarks Homophobic
2: remarks. It was very demeaning remarks. Um, He was basically, you know, talking down about the drafting of Michael Sam, the first openly gay player to to be drafted into the NFL.
1: There's a gay player on the Raiders right now.
2: Yeah. Carl Nassib, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Carl Nassib, which is incredible that, you know, this has been (laughs) hidden considering the fact that Carl Nassib is a gay player. But all I'm going to say is, people, there's no place for hate in this world. And, look, please be careful what you say on social media, because it's going to come back and bite your ass. Yes, this is a free country. Yes, the First Amendment says that you have the right to a free speech. But that freedom of speech is going to really get you into trouble.
0: And it could cost you your job in this situation.
2: Yeah, and it did cost John Gruden his job in this situation. And it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, no, it's not really unfortunate. Let's be honest here. John Gruden was never that good of a damn coach. To <laughs> be honest with you, he really just took uh, Tony Junji's Buccaneers team and won a Super Bowl with it. To be honest with you, he's always been a, a subpar five hundred coach. This has pretty much put not just his coaching career, but his entire no, career, career to toilet. Is over.
1: His career's over. Yeah, it's it's over. It's not it's done. Chance. Um, he was a broadcast. I mean, these emails scale back to what two thousand eleven.
2: I believe so. Yes,
1: um, and I believe they were discovered not uh, discovered on accident. Yes, I, they were doing a probe on the Washington Football Team. Yes, they were, and they came across Gruden emails, and to the president just, at the time, right? Just disgusting to to talk and use words that he did, and um, that in that way, and think that it was okay. It's not okay. And now you go into a locker room where there's a gay player, there are African American players, um, and players that felt attacked by John Gruden's words that he said, you can't. Now, it, it' not to compare situations, but you go to the Jaguars locker room, who's struggling now with a coach who stayed in Ohio um, after his team played. Um, it was the Bengals game, and he went to a club, and he did what he did. But it's really – the focus of this week is on John Gruden. But there, there's teams and there's coaches that just – they're not thinking – about the people around them when they do stuff, and this is what happens.
2: I agree. It, it's a it, like I said, it's a really unfortunate situation, and you know, we as a as a as a people, as a yeah, as a people, we really need to really be considerate of other of other people's feelings. We need to be considerate of what we say and where we say them to and who we say them to. Because even you think it's in confidence, but the reality is it's not. It's going to come back to bite you. It's gonna come back to bite your heart.
0: It always does. Yep. And, and with the Raiders now as a team, how do you how do you recover? You know? That's
2: the and that's you know what, that's the thing. It clearly even when they came out and John Gruden was still the coach against the Chicago Bears, that team did not look like the same Raiders team that they started off as in the beginning. These rumors have really affected this team, and. What was once a possible playoff team in the AFC now looks like a shell of its former self, and it, we're only one game in after the scandal. Yeah, what's what? What are they really going to look like down the line? This just this just this doesn't just affect John Gruden and everybody else, you know, around him, but this also affects the Raiders as well. Now you got a new interim head coach taking over. You know, it, it, is he going to come in and change things up? You know, during the course of his season, is he going to Try to continue the success that
0: they've had. Give Josh Jacobs the ball more for me in fantasy football.
2: Oh, you selfish bastard. We're hey, not talking I about I need that. to
0: change the somber note somehow. <laughs> too. Jeez. Dude, you selfish bastard. Talk <laughs> about
2: damn Josh Jacobs, what's wrong with you? But, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot of things that the Raiders are going to have to process, unfortunately. I agree. But, you know, hey, that's that's them. They, they have to process that. I got my own issues with my own damn team here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's not a uh, – listen, it
1: could be worse, though. It could this be worse. is true. Right. Could this be Could be the Lions.
2: <laughs> damn, Tanner.
1: I'm just saying it. I mean, they're not biting anyone's kneecaps off.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're biting their own damn kneecaps off, apparently. <laughs> this is oh, shame, Oh, wait, man. by the
1: way, I believe their coach is Campbell, right? Yes, Dan Campbell. He was crying at the presser. I How did see that. Affects the um the locker room? Does that sort of make guys say, oh, this is our coach, a guy crying to the media? Or, wow, we're playing for this guy. He really wants to see us win. Um, he's diehard for us. You're a football right player now. too. You
2: yeah, that doesn't player. inspire confidence in me. That just makes me look at you like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Like, stop okay. crying. Quit your bitching. Like, let's go. Well,
0: here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. I five for the Detroit Lions. And let me say this: the way they're losing these games, man, it is just it's gut wrenching. Name because a good Detroit team. It's brutal. They're the field goals that it's like, wow, they kick a field goal, they're going to win this game. The Vikings come down, boom, boom, boom. Greg Joseph like a fifty-plus yarder to win it. And that, it's not just one time. I mean, how many close losses over the past few seasons, even this year even, that they've, they've just been crushed in the last few seconds? I mean, I'm not, I'm not just going to go out here and say, hey, you know, Dan Campbell, what are you doing? You know, crying in front of the media like that. I mean, it is a little excessive considering it's a game. A little excessive? but It's a lot excessive to me. It's just, I think it it does show that he cares, but here's the thing, that's, that's something that's going to have to change immediately. It's it's not going to it's not something where you can just go out there and every time you lose you got to cry. I mean that's I that's got to create a spark I mean, now. Yeah. You know, and if it doesn't as an 0 five team, it's it's it looks soft. It, it could it, really go either way. That's my thing. I, for me
2: it, it does look soft. Like I don't want my head coach crying. Was that me? if if I go out there as, you know, a representative of a team, that means I represent the coach as well.
0: I don't want to look like I'm dead. I'm soft because my coach cried. Now I gotta take the rap for him. My here's my it's thought. Here's my one. thought. I'm gonna say I think the I think it's for in his perspective, it's like the Lions are just they're right there. With a couple of wins, I they mean, are. they could easily be two and three right they now. They are definitely, and I think because of the way they're losing these games, definitely causes the emotions to get the best of them. But at zero and five, the no, way they're losing these games, no they got it. They they they've been there. They're obviously not a great team, but we'll see.
1: How do you go back in the locker room after crying?
2: That yeah, yeah. Like what do you say? Like honestly, say what do you say to your players? Yeah, what yeah. do you say to your players? Because you know, as players, we look up to our coaches for inspiration. How exactly do we, how are we supposed how to look you, for inspiration how are you from a guy? Be a
1: hard ass on the field, right? these guys, blowing your whistle in their ear and. Uh, you know, and you can't really judge the guy for crying. You, you know, a lot of heart. Don't get me right, wrong. No, yeah. I gotta watch the
0: Lions game next week to see if they win the game or not, to see if they yeah. come out. <laughs> yeah, maybe, that, <laughs> <gotta> <laughs> maybe, watch maybe that works. That we'll is, right. is a special
1: day of
2: mentors. We'll
0: have to say. All
2: of a sudden, it's a special day of mentions in the Lions. All right. If you guys missed any of this episode, you can always go to Philly Experience. Simplecast.com. Available on all major download platforms Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, the entire Shabazz. And, um,. I just need everybody to prepare for a loss. All right. If we all just go into Thursday night preparing for a loss, we'll all be able to sleep better at night. Crying I don't need. In line. I don't need y'all to be calling up the WIP Airlines and be like, "Oh, this team sucks. They they played like shit." Just expect it and move on. All right. That's all I'm saying. What the f- is that? Get off the box. Tom Brady's gonna
1: have to. Because that guy doesn't know what do. the hell he's doing.
2: Get the f***
0: out! Crap-ass Vargas, you make me sick.